You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Seattle Police Union President won't resign after capital attack remarks, and he blames the cancel culture. What is going on here? He just did a retweet. People are upset. They want him to want him to resign or apologize. This is Mike Salon. We talked about him before. He is the president of the Seattle Police Officers Guild, and I think most of the stuff that he has to say, I don't know. I I find it fairly accurate after having been to the to the chop and chaz and covered kind of some of the situations there. I think Mike has some good things to say. At times, he probably comes across as a little bit of an alarmist. But hey, the crime in Seattle is alarming. The stuff going on is alarming. And this is a guy responsible for basically the Seattle Police Union, all the police officers. So he's got to get their message out. I think he does a great job of that. Let's jump on in and see what he is talking about or why people want him to resign after after some Twitter action. Crazy, right? Cancel culture. Ugh. If you're new here, my name's Sean Reynolds. I'm the owner of Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal. But more importantly, I read the news here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. All right, let's jump on in. This is a Seattle Times article. Mike Salon, the president of Seattle's rank and file police union, said Monday night that he will not step down despite a growing chorus calling for his resignation after he blamed, in part, the far left, and Black Lives Matter activists for the pro-Trump siege on the U.S. Capitol. Well, saying that he blamed the far left for that incident, mm, that's a stretch. He basically said, hey, there's a Black Lives Matter activist here that we know has been at other Black Lives Matter protests. That guy's there. You know, This isn't all just pro-Trump supporters. That's basically what he's saying. In an internal letter to members of the Seattle Police Officers Guild, SPOG, Salon expresses regret for commenting on national politics, but says his comments have been spun unintentionally for political reasons to hurt SPOG and limit our influence. I see that as being pretty accurate. this This is all political. Let's be honest. This is straight politics. And I think Mike is pretty vocal. He's been on some pretty big national media. I think he's got pretty good pull. I think his podcast, Hold the Line, um, I think it's well done. And I think he gets the message out there that Seattle and a lot of other cities, while we're defending the police because we're so compassionate about our human fellow human being, a lot of other people are being impacted by crime. That's just what's going on. It's only going to get worse as this continues. I interpret the calls to tender my resignation as political rhetoric. I will never bend to cancel culture as I lead this union with conviction, Salam wrote. He added, however, that if if at any point you feel this union needs a course correction, I will always be open and receptive to your feedback. Salon has been under fire since last week when, following the mob attack on the Capitol, he tweeted, far right and far left are responsible for that sad day. So... And I think he, he made that comment afterwards, I believe. I, I can't be sure. Um, I did a podcast on this. I think it was yesterday, just basically going over the situation. And what happened is, actually, we'll just keep reading here, and I think it describes it. He also approvingly retweeted a, here it is, he retweeted a right-wing blogger, Andy No, who, if you followed any of Andy's work, that guy is a 
He's a pretty tough guy. He's a pretty strong guy. Uh, he also approvingly retweeted a right, a right wing blogger who said an extreme Black Lives Matter activist was among those in the pro Trump mob. That was true. That was accurate. That guy was there. I mean, we're not we're not making stuff up here. If we're making stuff up, well, then I'm going to say, yeah, not on board with this. But literally, you had a Black Lives Matter activist there. There does that. Can you can you take the next uh, leap of faith and say that well, the far left is to blame for this? Probably not. And that's where I think this kind of breaks down. Should somebody lose their job over this? No, I don't think so. But because this is a politically not a position that that the left wants to hear or deal with or see, they want to get rid of him. They want to get rid of Mike. That's the bottom line. It's politics. They want to see him gone. They want to see somebody weaker in there who won't basically say, hey, things are happening here that shouldn't be happening. Here's what's going to happen down the road. Nobody wants to hear that. They want to pretend that everything's fine in Seattle. Oh, we love our fellow human being that's living on the sidewalk that's shooting up and maybe their tent will catch on fire. We're okay with that. We're okay with them going to the bathroom in the street. You know, that's just how we're doing things here in Seattle. Uh, as the mainstream media point to one group as being the culprits, clearly evidence also shows another group with a history of riotous criminal actions, Salon added. Eight of nine Seattle City Council members have called for Salon's resignation. Well, of course they have. They don't like him. He represents law and order, the city council. Yeah, they don't really want anything to do with that. They just want to give a hall pass to everybody to do their own thing. That's kind of what's happening. Mayor Jenny Durkin said he should retract his words and apologize or resign. Doesn't sound like Mike's going to do that, does it? Maybe he does kind of a little, uh, little apology. Hey, I really probably shouldn't have said that. But moving forward, here's what we're doing. Maybe one of those kind of things. I don't know. On Monday night, in the letter to his fellow union members, he did neither. He didn't retract his words, apologize, or resign. Instead, Salon cited Black Lives Matter, Antifa, or Proud Boys, and said, at no point did I blame one faction over the other. True. That is true. He didn't come right out and say, hey, this is the blame for them. He just said Black Lives Matter activist was at the pro-Trump rally. Okay? That's where the whole... My, my background of all right is he saying the truth yeah is he kind of inferring that you know because that guy was there maybe they're you know to blame more than we're giving credit for maybe are they to, to blame more than we're giving credit for i don't know i don't really know who was there i don't really know who was leading it but from my perspective it kind of seemed like they were basically trump supporters but we did have some other activists in there right we did what I was trying to convey is that there that we as police are caught in the middle of two extreme political groups, left and right, whom are vying for political control via violence. Yep, that is true. Salon and Spog did not immediately re uh, respond to requests for comment Tuesday. The, the, this comes just as the union's contract is expired and negotiations with the city over a new contract are set to begin. Durkin on Tuesday said she thought Salon's comments were indefensible and representative of someone who is not willing to come to the table in good faith to listen to what we need to do on police reform. What does this have to do with police reform? He's basically calling out who he saw was there 
at the protest. Is he saying, hey, the far left is to blame for this for this incident? No, but I think he's saying, hey, they're there too. They're involved. Both sides. So who 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 was or who wasn't to blame? I mean, you got to make that decision for yourself. Should he have made those comments? Eh, that's kind of up in the air. But I don't think it's enough to say, hey, you're out of here. You're, this is terrible. And so at this point in time, it's basically an issue where he said a lot of things over the past that people don't agree with. They don't like to hear because he's kind of pointing out the truth a lot of the times. And people don't want to hear that. They want to bury their head in the sand and go, everything in Seattle is fine. We're doing great. We love our fellow human being. And that's just not the case. Just not the case. I mean, take a walk through downtown Seattle. Let me know how that goes. Let me know if you agree with the concept of reducing the police force, spreading them thin. So because we have such little crime in our city, and there's such little homelessness, and there's such little drug dealing going on, such little uh, desecration of businesses, you know, all that stuff, the places being broken into because these drug addicts got to get their next fix, all that stuff. Is this the time you should be defunding the Seattle police? I don't think so. And I think most other reasonable people are like, what are you guys doing? What are you talking about? So this discussion of let's reimagine, let's rethink. You know, Mike basically just says, yeah, that's not a good idea. And here's why. And that's kind of where I'm at as well. Not because I'm a big lover of police, but I think you need to have law and order. And in real estate, when you have neighborhoods that get overrun with crime, guess what happens? Property values drop, nobody wants to live there. And then they become the lower ends of society. That's just what happens. So were, were Salon's comments indefensible? Mm, no, I don't think so. But this is political rhetoric, right? We're just talking politics here. And they weren't representative of someone who is not willing to come to the table in good faith to listen to what we need to do on police reform. I think Mike's been pretty open on that whole discussion. Hey, if there's something out there. Let's talk about it. Not an issue. Um, and that's basically from what I can see from his media releases and his podcasts. Those are thoughts that, that I have. It's just that um, he's... He's the president of a, of a police guild. He's going to have very specific like ideology and things that are not real popular right now. Nobody wants to hear about law and order. We just want to have a free-for-all of whatever we want to do and, um, and not really take any responsibility for anything else. That's kind of how it feels to me. His comments and even the defense of those comments show he is not that person, but that's a decision for Spog, she said. This is the mayor. We're hoping to have someone at the table who's a true partner. What does that mean? That hoping to have somebody on the table that um, basically kowtows to what the Seattle City Council and the mayor wants to have in place? That's what it sounds like to me, right? That's what it sounds like. That's not what Seattle needs at this point in time. That's my opinion. That is not what Seattle needs. Somebody Seattle needs a leader who's willing to say, hey, this isn't going the way this should be. We got to do something. That's what Seattle needs. Salon also wrote in defense of the two Seattle police officers who were in Washington, D.C. during the mob attack on the Capitol. They have been placed on administrative leave and the Office of Police Accountability is investigating if they participated in the riot. All right, I've talked about this one. If, if, if they trespassed, if they went in, if they broke into the actual Capitol building, 
okay, that's not something you want a cop doing, right? If they were there basically, you know, exercising their constitutional right to stand on the street, hold a flag and talk about what they believe in or hold a sign or a flag. I know a lot of the pro-Trump rallies held flags and the Proud Boys flags. So, so you've got that going on. You've got a couple of police officers that are in hot water just because they were there. And so this this is all part of that whole cancel culture. Oh, we don't like what you attended. Therefore, we are going to cancel you. Same thing with Mike. We don't like the fact that you pointed out that a Black Lives Matter activist was at the protest. That is not good PR for our position. So therefore, oh, we think you should resign. That's kind of what's going on. Salon wrote that they were attending President Trump's rally. We're talking about the two police officers. They were attending President Trump's rally in Washington, D.C., and that the union is offering them resources. So we'll just have to see how that one plays out because I I mean, if those guys did cross the line at all, talking about the two Seattle police officers, they're done. They will They will be asked to take another opportunity that will serve them better in life from an employment standpoint. As you can imagine, we are concerned for their safety, mental health, and for what appears to be their guilt by association for merely exercising their constitutionally protected First Amendment rights, Mike Sloan wrote. We are in a scary time in our nation's history as voicing a dissenting opinion can get you canceled. How about just ask Parler how that is going? Not well, not well. They're in the midst. If you haven't heard of Parler conservative, more right wing than anything else. Um, Social media platform, Amazon pulled their Amazon Web Services hosting. And they basically they're they're offline and they are scrambling to get back up and running a company uh, called Epic, Epic with a K from Sammamish, Washington, just east of where I'm recording this podcast by a handful of miles has stepped up and said, yep, we'll probably do it. But there's a lawsuit right now between Parler, the the company that got deplatformed, and Amazon basically saying, hey, you can't pull our web hosting service without giving us XYZ number of days warning as to why you're doing it. And Amazon basically just said, ah, you're holding up, you've got a bunch of violent threats on your website and you're not policing them. Even though Twitter does the exact same thing day in and day out, and does that get policed? No, because it's basically in line with the Twitter thought, with the Facebook thought that right is wrong, left is okay. That's just what's happening, right? Salon said that a year ago, prior to the death of George Floyd and the mass protests it inspired, the Durkin and city council members had praised the police department for its reforms. That's, that is consistently what I've always kind of, kind of got in the back of my head is it just became out of favor to be a cop. That's what's happened. Oh, we don't like the police anymore. Even though in our darkest hour, when we are playing, when we are doing a dance routine in protest on I-5 here in Seattle, on a road that's highly traveled, and a car comes on the road and bangs into a couple of us having the dance party in protest to what's going on, what do we do? We call 911. Ah, somebody call 911. So you can't either say, hey, we don't want the cops or we do need the cops. 
everybody knows you need the cops. I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer. Do you need some reform? Maybe so. Maybe so. But I, I do remember this being an issue where Durkin and city council basically said, yeah, you guys are doing a really good job. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, 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 you, did you guys get the memo? We don't like police anymore. We don't we don't like the police. That's that's a no go. X off of the police in acceptable category. So that's the road they're going down. And um, the city council and the mayor and Mike Salon in hot water for a tweet for a retweet of Andy No, who basically said, hey, this guy's here at the protest too. When we are abandoned by our politicians, you must remember one thing. The reasonable Seattle community supports us, and we always have each other as we are a strong union, he wrote. We are Spog. Strong words. Yep. I mean, that's about the only position a president of a Seattle Police Union can have is that, hey, you got to stand by your guys and commit to whatever it's going to take to get them through um, a time period when it is not popular to be a cop. Man, some of this stuff, and I am not, I am not in love with blue per se. You know what I mean? The whole Blue Lives Matter, yeah the whole all lives matter. But even just saying that, can't you just hear, ah, oh, but you're diminishing the black lives matter comment. Well, no, those are all true things. Everybody's lives doesn't matter. But at certain times, politically, some lives appear to matter more than others. And what I saw this summer in Seattle is police lives matter the absolute least, according to public opinion, absolute least. I stood by as I watched the, the peaceful protesters just scream at the cops to kill themselves. I mean, that, that is, that's just hard to take. I remember coming back from a few of those and I was like, man, I just need to scrub my brain because of all the nonsense I saw that made no sense to me today. It's like, what, those people, how did those people, you know, are those people picking up the phone, calling 911 when they get in trouble? Yeah, I think they are. And yet they're telling the police to kill themselves. That would be the very best course of action. That's something that a reasonable person can't really make sense of here. It just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And that's when you're like, okay, yep, we've definitely got some major issues. And we do. And the whole cancel culture thing. I mean, if you are politically conservative in today's in today's market, I call it because I'm a business guy and I tend to treat everything as a market. It probably a better term would be in today's society in today's political culture. If you are conservative, you are you are not in favor. You're not favorable. It's not a positive position to be. We're going down the more liberal, the more progressive. That's just where we're headed. And for me, a lot of what I comment on and I look at is, hey, this is where political leadership in Seattle has gotten us so far. Is this really what we want to continue? And to me, I'm kind of like, I don't think so. Need to come up with a different plan. Different plan. And with the stats I see happening with the Seattle Police Department, with them basically not having enough police on the streets to keep Seattle safe, that to me is an issue. And I've said many, many, many times, I think what it'll take is it'll take a number of incidences where the police were spread too thin, couldn't get to enough 911 calls in time, bunch of people get killed, and all of a sudden there's an uproar. Oh, why weren't the police doing their job? Well, they were, there just weren't enough of them on the ground to keep you guys safe. And that's what people don't want to hear. They don't want to hear, oh, 
So you've got a geographic area. You've only got so many cops to respond to so much nonsense going on out there. When they can't get to that next call, the criming still continues. Those people got severely injured and or killed. Ooh, wow. Boy, we are in it now, aren't we? I think that's what it's going to take. And I think that's what it's going to take across the United States. And unfortunately, that means a bunch of lives lost. Not okay with that. That, that. that doesn't need to happen. And yet, we're just watching it unfold in front of us. I mean, and Seattle's not the only city. There's tons of other cities this is going on. And, and I'm not the only guy kind of reporting on this. There's a lot of people that are like, hey, when did this happen? When did our cities kind of go down the toilet? Yeah, crazy to watch, right? It's crazy to watch what's going on in Seattle. And yet, you know, according to our leadership, everything's, you know, things things are okay. We're really reimagining, we're re- really rethinking what our next step should be. And it's going to be a good one. And we're going to do some de-escalation. And we've got other plans in place. In the meantime, the tents stack up, more drug dealers move in, more crimes happen, more murders happen. Hmm. Those, those are not the, I wasn't a genius at stats, but I'm pretty good. Because in the appraisal world, you got to, you know, you got to array the data, you got to figure out your mean, median and mode, (laughs) you know, all those super basic things. But the stats here in Seattle, they're not headed in the right direction. And they're not headed in the right direction in a lot of cities that have the same problems, which is homelessness, increase in crime, defunding the police, escalation and drug addiction. I mean, these are these are not hard calls to make. It's happening day in and day out. Mike Salon is getting caught up in the middle of this. And I think, you know, his comments that this is cancel culture, they would love to see Mike Salon canceled. Mike, you're out of here. We need somebody that we can control more. We need somebody who doesn't really speak his mind. And that we can kind of, you know, we can push around, we can bully around and tell them what's what. That's that to me is kind of what I see is happening. They don't really want a partner. They want somebody that they can just tell what to do. Okay, I guess I'll go and do that because you told me to. That to me is kind of where we're at. So that's it for me on this podcast. That's the way I see this one going. And I bring this up because this has to do with the police, the way that we're interacting with the police, how a police officer, you know, a president of a guild can kind of point something out that people are taking the wrong way because cancel culture is rampant and that is what's going on. As this storyline continues, I will report it to you as I see it. Of course, all of these things, these are just my opinions. I'm a real estate guy, but I read the news. You guys seem to like it. We're going to keep doing it till we get canceled, right? I mean, yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for downloading the podcast. Again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal. I will see you guys on the next one. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.